Aaron, Sean McVay just tapped me on the shoulder. He wanted to know if you were interested in running it back. Welcome to Running It Back, the lessons learned from sports podcast. Mike Palmer here, joined as always by Tarlin Ray. There were some festivities in Cleveland. Cleveland, this is for you. Tarlin, how are you doing today? I'm present, but I have something to say. Yeah. And you're surprised probably. So when I think back, I'm a son of a teacher and my mom amazing teacher started in high school one of the first magnet schools in la and then uh magnet school teachers in los angeles fifth grade and still has people years later that will talk about the impact my mom made so i think about school a lot in the education space and there are two things that i think school never did for us and i'd be curious to see if you had it in your upbringing one financial literacy. How do you not talk about managing your own personal finances? Yeah. Things like that very early so that people come out prepared. And then two, more importantly, uh, I guess there's three things. Wow. The second, and we've already talked about this when my 44, for all you listeners, my 44 mile bike ride, when a lack of nutrition can have an impact on your body and get yeah. you to bonk, where I thought I was just going to lay next to a tree and was willing to die. Three, and everyone needs to listen, and it just can't happen during the 45 minutes in PE or when you're trying to make the presidential challenge, but you're about 90 bucks wet and you still can't do a pull-up. What you never learned in school was how to stretch. Mm. Right. So I bring this up and I, all hail to anyone who does yoga and Pilates. Is this an angle towards TB12 and <laughs> the work that Tom's been doing? Because I'm open to that if that's where you're going. This is absolutely not where I'm going. Okay. And JBH, you know who you are and your Brady love. I've been having, and most of my post my Achilles rupture, I've been very dedicated to my recovery, December 2020. This is a shout out to Body by Barry. I have Mondays and Fridays, three o'clock Pacific. I'm on a FaceTime and I have built myself back up, but I'm having some issues with my left knee. Ah. Now, it could be, and as Clay Thompson recently said, he believes he ruptured his Achilles after his ACL tear because he was going a little too hard. Mm and was not following yeah. protocol by his trainers. And he thought he just was trying to do too much. Yeah, it's all connected. All those, your knee bone is not too- Connected to your thigh bone. That, that's a song, but your hamstring, most people don't know, is connected to everything. Yeah. So I would leave training sessions for a year and he'd teach me how to use the foam roller, which is the most painful thing ever. It sucks. And I think it's like really a way to get you to do sidearm planks. You don't realize it. You're doing your planks while you're trying to stretch and bore yourself out. But I'm a horrible stretcher. Yeah. And the knee is spiking because, take a step back, 
as part of Black History Month, I'm a part of an organization. And in that organization, we have a group called the Diaspora. And the focus is on wellness. And me and another person in the organization, we thought we'd run a fitness challenge. Okay. Just to count movement and miles in any activity you do. You could be gardening, you could yeah. be walking. Right. And so as soon as there's a scoreboard posted, I am now competing not only with myself, but everyone. I see. So I have put on some extra miles on my legs. I remember. Yeah. I never stretch. And the combination of having a competitive instinct and an aversion to stretching is something that's shared among many of us. Ultimately, those are two things that are not well paired. It's not good to always be chasing ghosts. Yes. I'm chasing this fictional person that I'm going to beat. I'm right. chasing when I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm doing a five-mile walk, I'm seeing if I can beat my 14-minute, seven-second mile pace just for myself. Mm. So my left knee is screaming. Yikes. Yikes. Finally, my trainer said, we got to stretch your hammy. And so for two weeks, every morning, I have now added, so now I get up at 4.43, so I can add a 20-minute stretching routine. Yeah. It is like lubrication for your whole body. Interesting. Why didn't anyone tell me that stretching could be so powerful? Wow. So this is like a takeaway for those of you listening. If, if you don't have time to listen to us talk about the All-Star Game and, and the basketball phenomenon that's out there, you at least can come away with, what was it? It was financial literacy, nutrition, and stretching. Uh, and within that is, of course, hydration. Hydration is a and sleep. So now we're down. There's we're a five. There's now a five pack. Five. There's a five pack. Right. If you're in a learning thing at school, I understand. Yeah. You yeah. know, do Chaucer, Wanda Opera, the right. Jolta, the Jolta March, of Paris, the Rota. There's a general prologue that I still can't get out of my head. Do Chaucer fan. Sure. But I would do those five classes and right. you're going to come out as a functioning human being. All right. So Adult. be on the lookout for that. It'll be Kaibo meets uh, what Tarla was just talking about. So I, I think be on the lookout for that. Guy Kawasaki. Yeah, all, all that stuff's on the horizon. But yeah, that was a lot. So, so, I'm, so I'm digesting that. And we'll- in the edit, Mike's like, how do I cut down Tarlin's open? It's all- and you're and I'm not letting you do it. I had it's, something to say. It's wow. That was some that was some stuff there. This is why. Thank you for listening. That's why we do these shows. And then the other reason why we do these shows is we try to connect what's going on in the world of sports to places where we can learn lessons. It's a very difficult time. You know, what's happening in the Ukraine is tough to process. A lot of us turn to sports to deal with what's going on as a, as an escape and as a place to find some solace. Shout out to Vladimir Zelensky in the Ukraine, what he's doing. Talk about a uh, sacrifice. It puts everything in context, but, uh, but hopefully this is a pleasant diversion from the crazier elements of life around us. And very much in that vein, I've been reading more about 90s nostalgia, Tarlin. It's coming back. People are getting excited about the past. People are looking back to the golden age. People are remembering what things were like in the past. That's part of what our show is about. And then the NBA All-Star Game happens this past weekend. Their whole weekend experience happens. And it's the 75th anniversary of the NBA. And they're celebrating the top 75 players. You know, running it back to 97, they did the top 50. And we're going to run it back to all-star games and all this stuff in the, in the course of our conversation. But initial thoughts was, what does the all-star game mean to you? 
So one, I love the nineties nostalgia because I truly think my music knowledge stopped around 1999. So yeah. we can all run it back to, to songs that I remember. But I think about NBA all-star, I look at some of the other all-star events, NFL pro bowl is just unwatchable. Yeah. MLB. I think the home run contest is must watch and true baseball fans will probably watch the all-star game. The last memorable all-star game for me was Bo Jackson hitting a bomb to center field home run when he was in the height of his Bo nose. Yeah. yeah. So the NBA all-star game, I think they have turned it into a spectacle in a good way. The rising stars channel, yeah. they even keep tweaking the skills contest. Yeah. Um, the three-point contest. Celebrity game. Celebrity game. The the dunk contest, which we need to talk about. And then the all-star game where they're willing to keep tweaking the whiff for the fans and for the players. And, what's and by, and by whiff them, you mean, you mean what exactly? What, whiff what's in it for me? Everyone's got to remember the whiff them. If you're going to talk about the six, got to have a sixth thing in, oh, the, in mind. We'll make sure everyone has it in the notes. Once you go to six, then you got to go to 10 though. So that's all. Don't worry. There are. I'm just, I'm just. These are cook. These are crumbs. I don't I see. I see. Life. I see. I see. And then you get the all-star game where players are now playing individual quarters to win money for their own charities and yeah. then adding an Elam ending to then win even more. It's actually uh, a fun watch. So kudos to the NBA to create some relevance. NFL is still the dominant entertainment property. But the NBA creates a, a fun, fun spectacle, and it brings you back to some of the better dunk contests, three-point contests, and it, it keeps you engaged. Yeah, and I mean, and the halftime show is not quite on par with the Super Bowl halftime show, but they're trying. And then the, and then the halftime ceremony this year was the thing that really blew my mind, to see that much of the NBA's history congregated in one place. As a kid who was raised Catholic, it did make me think of the Cardinals going to Rome. They didn't come away with a new... Turns out Jordan is still the Pope of the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever's announced last. But but we didn't know. (laughs) Thank goodness the owner of a couple of Daytona teams, apparently when you're a billionaire, you can get access to uh, a jet that can fly you from Daytona to Cleveland. But that was pretty crazy just to watch the reactions and then also to watch the immediate ripple effects in Twitter to every handshake or missed what's up or the level or Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. And then the photo asking to talk to each other. And then the shots of the cascading layers of photo ops among the different players. That to me really was transcendent. The fraternity that we saw there, I, I think doesn't exist at that level of togetherness in other major about the Heisman club in other major sports leagues. <laughs> and, and then even the fact that they were all just reveling in the experience, like to, to yes. see they're in all of each other, to see Charles and Shaq visibly moved. And Shaq was super eloquent when he was talking about this stuff. And then as if that wasn't enough, they had comedy relief with all these guys greeting imaginary fans on a white screen, which was just completely absurd. If you're going to watch anything, please. There were top 76 players that could not be in attendance. 
Scotty Pippen, I had, I, I was like, Scotty's show, yeah, right. his book, right. didn't show, but they, they asked every player who's just looking the screen to look left and right and wave to an imaginary audience. Yeah. Why? Right. So that was. That was amazing you know, comedy. It, it is pure gold. Please, if you're yeah. going to do anything, you can yeah. just fast forward and you see someone just in the white screen. We got to just get watch it. We need the super cut of that. And then I was thinking if you had the super cut of that and you could green screen it in, I'm thinking in, this is Space Jam, again, the Space Jam 3, but is this a way that we could get more appearances? All they have to do is just release their waving to the camera. But I thought that part of the NBA really blew away anything the NFL can do. Because I think there's still a, a disconnect between the owners and the players in the NFL that you don't see at the same level in the NBA. In the NBA, the owners have allowed the players to be the protagonists in the narrative. And in the NFL, I think it's still very much owned by the owners. And we've been talking a lot about the NFL. I'm also excited to not have to talk about what's wrong with the NFL, even though we could continue to talk about it because that story is continuing to develop. And then the game itself, the All-Star game this past weekend was pretty revelatory on a couple of levels beyond the Elam ending. The other quick point when you were talking about things that the All-Star game reminds you, you of, it reminds me of Battle of the Network Stars a little bit too. And I was wondering <laughs> when I was thinking about that while you were talking, the dunk contest is broken. If you could somehow have the dunk coincide with someone from the other team falling into some water, but thoughts on all-star weekend. Yeah. So let's do the day before. Cause yeah, we had a three point contest and the dunk contest. The dunk contest was always the capper for a Saturday night. It was must watch TV. Still remember watching what people consider the greatest dunk contest ever between Jordan and Dominique. Yeah. Dumb put. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. I think that was 2016, 17 up there, but still sick. Okay, Gen Z. Okay, Gen Z. Okay, Boomer. I still remember Vince Carter and what he did. I I was with a, a bunch of buddies watching that. I still remember Kobe and his only dunk contest, Blake Griffin, whether you thought it was gimmicky, jumping over the Kia. Yeah. Cedric Sabalos. Yes. So the dunk contest was every. Uh, sorry, uh, Penny Skywalker. Uh, please continue. The, the dunk, oh, sorry. Nate Robinson's fine. You want to talk about Nick? They, Nate Robinson. They brought him up. I think you brought him in just so he could, so you had some relevancy and then you sat him on the bench. Still one of the best athletes, by the way, I've ever seen. Pound for pound, pound for pound. So then to sit, there are very few times my family and I am obviously. Sports are my passion, a love for sports. And I have my wife and two daughters. There is not a soul in that house that can sit through a game with me. Yeah. Or not be on another device doing something else. I, I, I still amaze my wife's ability for the 20 plus years we've been together to sit in front of a game and retain nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I was just muttering to myself how bad 
yeah dunk contest was and my daughter older daughter's like oh yeah back in the day everything was great i was like laughing at that but it's true yeah so the number of dunks that were missed mm-hmm. by cole anthony 43 inch Ferdin, better known as greg anthony's son he's got his tibs on G- jalen green don't i just can't jalen green g leaguer good hops though obi toppin yeah, congrats. And Knicks did something again. You just keep putting out dunk contest winners. Actually, he it was more like layups. He's oh, a wooden, wooden oh, award winner. I'd like to call him Obi won the contest topping. Sure. That's not as good as your, your other one. Don't edit that out. And then Juan Toscano Anderson. Yep. So we had four unknowns who miss more dunks than I've ever seen. Around. I had to go back to look at the rules. Right. The rules used to be you couldn't miss any dunks. And if you missed a dunk, a l- you just get a bad score. Four out of 10, you get a score of five. Then they changed where you can miss one. Yeah. These guys were doing dunks they could not, they could not hit. And then Jalen Green brought out, was it his cousin mm-hmm. or someone to throw him passes off the backboard that were mm-hmm. just horrible? So it was. Obi Toppin was smart enough to use Turtle. It's great. Why turtle is entourage still relevant? And it, it reminded me of 2005 and Chris Birdman Anderson, who by far had one of the worst dunk contest experiences where they counted. I think he missed 19 dunks yeah. or uh, 19 attempts where McKinney, the Jenny Anderson, as he's going up said, he may be a few ice cubes short of the tray. He just, and that was the experience and the problem. Forget the nostalgia. And yes, I am. And 90s are back. So everyone start rocking their Tony, 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 Belle Bib DeVoe. Yeah. Old school Tupac. Biggie. Grunge. Grunge. But grunge. I'll, you want to do a little better, man? I'll do. I'll, I'll start singing for you. Jeremy spoke in. Very good. Today. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 We need to have the stars in it. John Morant. Yeah. Put on a dunk contest in the all-star game. Mm-hmm. So until you can get guys and you need to up the ante to come to the dunk contest, it is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also I agree. I also feel like the rules could totally change. And I, I liked where you were going to where what if one of these games was about in-game dunking, like the equivalent of the rising star game is like you get the best dunkers. And then the goal is, and then it's scored by the end of the game. And they just play, and the goal is to get as many dunk opportunities. That would be like too crazy. Like somebody would probably. But they did that for once. They they changed the rules, and over a period of time, how many dunks you can get in, it became a hot mess of trying to watch. Yeah, I meant more like they're actually playing a game. Oh, they're playing a game. Sorry, you're playing in game. Playing a game, and then you get scored on. You get bonus points for. I I think you just get rated, and then who was the best dunker? But I think that might not work. I don't know. It's then you're then all these guys are doing is like creating a run getting out of getting out of the the game, and like they're already doing a little of that in the All Star game. Like they're going to do more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, dunk contest dead to me. Yeah, point contest was fire, man. That's where the game is now. You so know, I, that's what I'm saying. So people are, are 
talking and you keep talking about this thing, Twitter. I need to check out what Twitter is. Yeah. I have other sources. I wait for the physical paper to come out. The LA Times, they shrunk this front mm. section. I'm just waiting for them to bring it back. I think they did it in COVID and there right. just wasn't any sports news. But I, I thought you've been, you had your assistant print out tweets for you, which is another, well, another I mean, I don't even do that's actually smart because I like physical paper. So I'll, I'll work on that thing <laughs> see if I can get this Twitter thing on my Blackberry. But the three point contest won by Cat. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, who mm -hmm. claimed himself before the contest, the best big man shooter around and lobbied to get into the contest mm -hmm. for years mm -hmm. and called his shot. Yeah. Now, there is a Mountain Dew ball now, so there's two balls that are worth three. Right. The money rack ball, I love. You can station your money rack ball, so the balls that are worth two, you can put all those on one rack. Right. Um, Steph and, wasn't in it, right? Steph was not in it. So Trey Young was in it. They had guys that sure. that you expect to get to the finals. And it is oohs and ahs with these guys that are otherworldly and, and knocking down threes. And then Dame was hurt. And Dame was hurt. And Clay is just coming back. But Clay, Clay's I bet you, is coming, will try to be in it again next year because yeah, yeah. Clay just wants to do shoot the rock, <laughs> splash brother. His jumper's wet. So, you start thinking back and running it back to a guy that big. And you think about who's done that in the past. Kevin Love mm. and Dirk are the right. only big men that have won that contest. And I start thinking. Because KD never won, right? He hasn't really even played much. I don't know if he's ever entered, but uh, he and Dirk has won it twice. Steph has won it twice. Remember the start of most people don't realize that the three point contest started in the mid eighties. Larry Bird won that contest three years in a row. And then basically was like, I'm good. Yeah. Craig Hodges. Mm -hmm. Most remember that was must see Craig Hodges was a baller. He won two years in a row. We got Capono that went back to back. Everyone knows Jason. Capono. Yeah, so that's, that's Bruins, deep, right? deep cut UCLA thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro Stoyakovich. And Hornacek. So it is become because what the game is today, and I dare someone to just randomly go, I've been to a gym in a while. Let's see the open run. I dare you to see how many guys are in the lane and how many guys are jacking threes. It's what we all want to see. It's the oohs and ahs. And so I can't wait to see the flip of the order so I can see what is the dessert at the end of the Saturday when I got a cocktail, because I want just to see those guys bury threes. Yeah. I'm thinking a three-ring circus. I think you have the skills contest, the NBA three, three-point shooting contest, and the slam dunk contest, all happening at the same time. You do it all in VR. And here's the thing, Tarly, you do it in the metaverse. Come at me, NBA. Palmer Media Production. We're ready What's to pull the lid off meta, this. Meta what? <laughs> meta, metaverse. But, uh, but yeah, and then the reality is they... I'm just trying to get my head around what's happening with the next Doctor Strange because mm. it's the multiverse and yeah. it's because of what happened in Spider-Man. Yeah. And is it is, is his fault? I and don't is, know. Is what happened, is Shang-Chi going to be in it? Yeah. So that's my verse when the metaverse catches up and yeah. when I should be walking around with Google Glass to right. make sure I can see adverts. Yeah. I think I may need a, a, a multivitamin to be able to process the, the, what's going on with the multiverse these days. That stuff's crazy. But the three-point shooting contest, 
was it just the night before the All-Star game? No, it wasn't. It also was the All-Star game. And maybe this gets back to what I was thinking about around the slam dunks. Steph Curry, regardless of how many actual contests he won, he's the best in-game three-point shooter that's ever lived. And he's still at the height of his power. He's playing in the All-Star game. He's competing for a championship where he's the best player on the team again. And he's shooting better than anyone's ever seen it, both before and after he's honored as one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history. His performance for Team LeBron, and then LeBron did hit the game winner. Sorry to hear about Katie's uh, grandmother, and it's understandable why he couldn't make it. But he was not as engaged. LeBron picked a squad to win that game. LeBron picked Joker, Giannis, and Steph. How did he not have those, those guys land? How did he have a And then KD also, and KD knew he wasn't even playing. And then that team, anyway, so that was LeBron, also. Well, LeBron has not lost this all-star game when he's allowed in the all-up playground style to pick his team. Yeah. He picked three MVPs, Joker, Giannis is unstoppable in that game, and then the best shooter, I want to correct something. You said in-game shooter. Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. Of course. Anywhere. Of no, course. that's not what you said. You said in-game. I was clarifying because I was talking about in-game dunking versus, because people who can shoot, people who could shoot, and like, he could shoot from anywhere in any arena. He's, st he's still my number one pick. I, I still think Space Jam 3 is Giannis and Steph, I think it's, I think that's the logical. That's why I'm in LA. I'm working. I, yeah. I know we just finished the script. So I've yeah. been, I've yeah. been working. Good, good, I was good. at a well, screening, well, last, screening last night and every yeah. time yeah. I talked to someone, I dropped that. So. Right, right. So yeah, and actually we will we're be working on your credit. I'm not sure. But well, okay. We'll and we'll be in Austin. For those of you who are at South by Southwest EDU, talk to me or Tarlin about Space Jam 3. There'll be a tagline, tagline at some point for it. But the game itself, Steph hits from everywhere he's transcended we've done several shows on Steph, and, and we're both big believers in how he's transformed the game he was also highly ranked the other thing that you know did come out this week was espn put the top 76 players in ranked order which was another interesting conversation it is one of those times to think about who fits where we've talked about that in the past but it is uh, a time to rethink some of that allow our positions to quote unquote evolve around some of these guys. Thoughts on maybe the top five through the lens of this past weekend. Yeah. As you mentioned the All-Star game, I just want to hit on that yeah. for a second. Team LeBron won again. They, LeBron won with, he hit the game winner with a step back shot that was patented by Jordan. And mm -hmm. he specifically said that Jordan dominated that, you know, he was, he was the star of stars and still is. Curry in the game, obviously honors the top 75. People saying that Curry's having a down shooting year. Yeah. Which he is, but still otherworldly. Curry's being booed in the Cleveland Cavaliers arena. He's getting booed. And then Curry goes and he hits 16 threes and erupts for 50 too shy of Anthony Davis's all-time all-star game points mark. Mm -hmm. 
So before we get to the rankings, run it back to an otherworldly performance in the All-Star game. Curry, having beaten the all-time three-point mark in terms of three-pointers made, I think it was somewhere, some irrelevant team that he did it against. Oh, the Knicks. Yeah. He did in the garden. Mm -hmm. Then goes and in front of the 75 best players of all time, where these yeah. guys, you know, want to show up, mm. dominates. Yes. And it's not from just because he's being left alone. It was from 30, yeah. 35, 36. And crossing half court and shooting a shot. And you know, he does this. And then just turning around, it's halfway to the yeah. basket. Uh -huh. And she's walking back. Yeah. And the other guys on the team are saying, Get him the ball. There was one time every starter, Joker, Giannis, LeBron, touched the ball until they could get it back to Curry because his jumper is so wet. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing moment. Mm -hmm. I run back to 1992. Yes. When Magic Johnson, still remember I was in the 91, fall 91, and Magic Johnson said he was retired from the NBA because he contracted, I can't remember the words he uses, the very specific language around. Uh, did he attain me at HIV? We'll get our crackpot researchers. And then he got permission to play in the game. We know Carl Malone was worried about that. They hadn't come up with the blood rule yet. And he went and dominated. Dominated the last four minutes of the game. His, the West team won. He won MVP. And that set a, 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 a moment in time for the HIV culture. He was then going to be carrying the mantle not only from the NBA, which he's already done, but also creating some awareness. Prior to that, the only other, and obviously I'm, I can't go too far back because I wasn't alive and I'd be watching grainy tape. But the other one I, it, it reminds me of with the transcendent performances, 1988, when not only did Michael Jordan, remember Michael Jordan is battling, he hasn't won championships yet. You can't get through uh, Detroit and other teams. And he wins the greatest dunk contest ever against Dominique Wilkins. He's, a, he's awarded a victory in that, yes. I believe there's the, the, the Wilkins campaign. I don't know if they've conceded yet, but yes, that is correct. You said the fix is in, and I said in prep, it was the same people that, that put the cold card in 1985 to make sure the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. Same group. So as long as you are okay with that, then you should be okay with the award, uh, Jordan being awarded the victory. Shout out to the big fella and his knee pads. Georgetown is really struggling, so hopefully he can turn around as a coach. But not only wins the dunk contest, so wins Saturday, where they don't get seven chances to dunk. There was yeah. no missing. They right. made their dunks. It was... Must-see TV, sitting on the edge of your chair, what are you going to do next? This is kind of the equivalent of what Ja could have done had he participated Saturday night. Correct. And then Sunday goes and wins the MVP and then goes on a run where, in a, in a way, this is my NBA in the yeah. face of the NBA. Mm -hmm. So that's what, when I think about what happened, and I'll use that when that moment for Curry in the face of NBA when talking about the rankings, but I just want to make sure we point to those yeah. moments in time because I feel like it had the same weight For to sure. it and what Curry did. And then also it could a textbook ending where Michael Jordan was the guy mm -hmm. 
of all the 76 players that came out and LeBron paid homage to him with his final shot. Yeah. That is interesting too, because in some ways, Michael transcended to the top in 88. And then in the All-Star game in 92, Magic took it back for a moment. For that moment, and it was it was so appropriate. Just watching that again, I, I got chills. Although I did recently get my Pfizer booster shot, so it may have been. I'm not sure the exact chronology there, but regardless, it was really remarkable to see the magic that was happening there. And that was also right around the time of the Dream Team. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they went off that summer. And if I'm not mistaken, it was. Not far from when Space Jam was recorded. <laughs> I knew that's where you're going. Way to go. Way to pull that. that you got to play the long game. Play the long game. But anyway, so now we now getting, thank you for doing that. We are called Running It Back. I did want to talk about 92. That was absolutely appropriate. But the Rushmore of Goats, I've been thinking about this. The, if you're talking about an NBA Goat Rushmore, who you got? And why? I think that's an interesting question. And this made me think about it because I'm increasingly thinking Steph might be on my Mount Rushmore. But I'd like to get your thoughts. The top five and how are you thinking about what's your criteria? How do you figure out who's up there? So we've done this and most people, because like people have followed the pods, we we did our Mount Rushmore. We Many will know that as part of my ranking system, I looked at IMDB mentions pop culture relevance. Your, your algorithms are they're they're crunching. I have a deep algorithm. Crunching data sets as uh, speak. I can uh, tell. Yeah. Margaret, uh, Todd, Tyrone, yeah, and Stephanie. They really it's a team of four in order to understand my algo. And oh, I thought go, I thought you named your algorithms. I didn't understand. No, got it. Okay. Well, that's four, right. I, I speak, I speak yeah. the algo and then they got build it. the algo. Makes sense. Um, oh, by the way, um, Don Cheadle's character in the, the latest Space Jam movie, Algae Rhythm, uh, but please continue. For those who have not seen, I'm sorry, listened to our Space Jam pod, must listen. Seriously. Must listen. So if you're just look at, I'm just going to read out, there's two rankings. ESPN came out with the rankings, Sporting News came out with yeah. the ranking. ESPN's ranking, 10, 10 down to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Kobe, Oscar Robinson, Big O, Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Wilt, Magic Johnson, Kareem, LeBron Jordan. <laughs> Sporting News, they add one in. So Durant, makes it in 10. The big O is not in the 10. So just remember that Bill Russell, Kobe makes it at eight. Bird Johnson, same order. Shaq jumps in 11 in the ESPN ranking now at five. Wilt, Kareem, LeBron, Jordan. So the only differences, big O and Duncan are swapped out. Shaq gets a big bump up in Durant. Yeah. In the sporting news ranking, Curry's 12. In the ESPN Curry 16. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to compare across generations. Big O for my dad, he was everything. He did everything. He is a triple double. Wilt scoring 50 points a game and 25 plus rebounds. Now, granted, people say that 
he was a giant. Everyone was six, six inches short of him, but he ran like Gazelle did everything. Bill Russell, the greatest winner yeah. in, of all time. So people talk about Jordan's six championships, but 11. He had more rings than fingers. That, that's exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, Bryant, who people give a lot of credit to win three with Shaq and then stay with the same team, totally reconstant or win two more. Mm -hmm. It's huge. You can't, it's hard to argue with Kareem as the greatest scorer of all time. Yeah. He has an iconic shot in the sky hook, mm -hmm. one with Milwaukee, one with the Lakers. Yeah. It's hard to argue with the magic bird. They, they literally were the face and this for sure of the NBA. Yeah. The NBA was not on major TV, but. Larry and Magic in the 79 NCAA. Yeah. And then Larry going to pro and then Magic. It, it started that run. And most should look at that Larry Bird moments. And Dr. J was in there, but it was really Larry Bird on the Celtics Lakers that really started to put uh, NBA on the map. They were the Rocky and Apollo Creed for the NBA in the 80s. 100%. Then you got LeBron and Jordan Six. We've on other pods, we've sung the song, want to be like Mike. LeBron is a transcendent. He will go down as all-time leading points. He'll be top five in rebounds, top five in assists. Yeah. He'll be everything. Where I struggle is having Steph at 16 and Steph at 12. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's Mount Rushmore, but something is very clear to me, and you've said this. You have to give a lot, if you're in your algo, to being the face of the NBA. Mm -hmm. LeBron, it's LeBron's NBA because a player movement, because LeBron's move to Miami and the big three and then move to Cleveland and then move to LA, it's player power, player movement. You could see that with Harden. Going to the Nets and Sixers. You can see with Anthony Davis moving his way to the Lakers. Yeah. With Kawhi to the Raptors. And then controlling his, his future to Clippers. Shorter contracts. Kyrie to Celts and Nets. Now, we had player moving before, but LeBron, it, that's LeBron. And LeBron's... Take, taking his talent to South Beach. Taking his talent to South Beach. And LeBron's focus on social justice, which other players did. But you could see his imprint there. Yeah. But when it comes to the game yeah, and the way the game is played, mm -hmm. this is Steph's NBA. Yeah. Giannis jokingly went to Steph after the dunk contest and said, you ruined the dunk contest. So Steph Curry, who we know as a three-time NBA champ, unanimous MVP selection. 6-3. So not dunking over anyone, not faster than anyone, has otherworldly ball handling skills, balance, but created an NBA that anyone thinks they can be a part of. It's approachable. Yeah. Because every... Five three, five four. any nationality, wherever you come from, you believe you can work on your handle and work on your shot, mm -hmm. and you have a chance to play the game. 
Yeah. And that, to me, skyrockets yeah. Steph Curry in the all-time conversation mm -hmm. because it's a handoff from generations. It's a handoff, Larry and Magic, to Michael. Mm -hmm. You can say it was a Duncan Shaq, but a handoff to Kobe. Iverson, LeBron. Iverson was in there. Iverson to Kobe and LeBron. But it is Steph's league. Mm -hmm. And guys that are coming in, Trey Young and others, and then Cat, a big man, becoming stretch fours and fives. Yeah. To me, Curry's in the top five. And yeah. people will scream at me. But I, I, my algo has a weighting of the face NBA carries more than anything else because that pressure walking into a building where people will show up 30 minutes before just to watch him shoot. Mm -hmm. Where he doesn't take days off, where you don't see him often on the resting or what do we call it? What are they calling load management? Yes. Where he understands in the same way Jordan did, people are coming to, I'm the ticket. So, I'll rest there, but I have a hard time and it's no shame to all the winners or everything else, not putting them in the top five. Yeah, I'm with you. That This is where I was going. My Mount Rushmore, in terms of influence on the modern game, you got to include Michael. You got to include LeBron. I would throw in Magic. And then I would say Steph and Giannis. And I'm also thinking about the commercial viability. Who's going to get the big McDonald's ads? Who's going to carry this league? I think there's going to be a period where Steph is still holding on and he is a little bit of the, the godfather role that LeBron is in now. And then the, the rising transcendent future of the league will be Giannis. That's the vibe. Again, it wasn't so much an algorithm. This is, I was having a spell. I don't, again, I'm not sure if it was some ague from my side effects. And, you know, maybe it's still, I was having a fever dream about Space Jam 12 down the road and you were in it and I saw them all and it was wonderful. But, uh, but anyway, that, that's where I was landing with this coming out of here. It, it, it did make you reflect a lot though, too. And it did make me think about what we do as a show. It also made me think a lot about the beefs that they have during the day to day. At the end of the day, most of them go away. Some people didn't show and, and that was part of the problem, but it did feel like a real sense of community and uh, fellowship. I would like to see the NBA do something with the WNBA in the future to maybe bring in, in some context, some setting where they can get the greatest men and women together in some context, but, but yeah, those were my five because I think magic really changed the, the concept of a guard. He was transcendent, Michael and LeBron. You could throw Larry in there. Larry's maybe your sixth man because you can't really have magic without Larry. And then obviously there's plenty of other players in there, but I think when you start even a Kareem or Bill Russell, you know, those big men are, are, are pretty much gone. And, and then some dark horses heading into the future. I do think Jokic. And his style of play, he's only 27 years old. Assuming he can play for a while with that style of play and also the way in which he's shown that motor to get better. Those are the players that caught my eye and that was that was kind of my take. Concluding thoughts as we're wrapping no, up. Concluding thoughts. Recency, uh, we all have recency bias. For sure. Um, 
want to make sure you don't edit this out, but four faces on Mount Rushmore, you gave us five. So I didn't know if there was construction on a fifth face right now. Well, I was also, I was, there should be. And uh, shout out to Barack Obama, fan of the show, interestingly, but I hope. But uh, five, I also, I think you need five because you want to feel the squad. And it's so funny you say that Giannis, because Oakley and others have come out to say Giannis wouldn't survive in earlier, in the early, in prior NBAs because he can't shoot. And we just, we just got beaten up. So I think you're doing the Giannis because of the Euro step. Yeah. I give you the four. Big men will be pissed, but I have a big man bias. I often joke, go set me a screen and go rebound. So yeah, I think it is Steph Curry's NBA. He's changed the game. You're going to see this for the longest time. One comment on Joker, he doesn't jump. So he can play like this for 12 more years. Mm -hmm. And he is so fun to watch. A lot of skill. You love skilled players. So thank you. This was like, as you said, coming in, you know, I'm a prepper. I have little chicken scratch pages of my notes, Unabomber-esque, and we will share out photos of me prepping and small numbered stats and yeah, no, no reference to Wikipedia because I act like I got this all in my head. But thank you for giving space to talk about the NBA and step away from some other things that are going on in the world, but also my ongoing um, battle or sort of frustration with the NFL. As Eric Bieniemy, people are watching, does have another year with the Kansas City Chiefs, but there's so much coming out in the press about Eric Bieniemy having struggles with Mahomes, and now Matt Nagy, who was horrible with the Bears, just got hired in as a as a special assistant as well as a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, so Eric Bieniemy's done. Yeah, and they're starting to weave a narrative where it's going to piss me off if he doesn't get a job. So we got a, got a chance to walk away from that. I, I just, I wasn't going to talk about that, but thank you NBA. Yeah. Because yeah. now we have the short season, 20 plus games, uh, third place in my Roto League, fourth place in my Fantasy League. Nice. Now the fun starts. So it's always fun to chop it up with you, Mike, and everyone who's at South by Southwest, come and watch us freestyle and we're gonna chop it up about the show there all right all right thanks again darlin for joining hopefully our listeners are having a good time listening along with us if you're down there in austin we'd love to see you thank you for subscribing please write us a review tell your friends that's how folks will find out about the show this is running it back see ya sean McVay just tapped me on the shoulder he wanted to know if you were interested